All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 414 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today we've got Marcus Almighty, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you very much. Also, St. Louis Kiss Lonnie, and 69th Blizzard Ken. We were going to have a guest, but he's not here. And Greatest Show on Earth 2 is up Shit's Creek. Or actually, we we don't know where it is. (laughs) It's uh, somewhere, but it's no longer in Mm. the possession of the creator, which is a a real real shitter. So uh, it was supposed Mm. to debut tomorrow. And I would just like to say, as someone who saw work edits uh, during the process, it was really fucking good. Um, and obviously Bruce thought so because he'd gone out of his way to, uh, you know, promote it. But again, in life, sometimes things happen that are completely outside of your control. And I know that from having a single hard drive with a shitload of audio, the masters get the click of death. I kept that drive for 14 years. I sent it out. I even then tried the logic board replacements that, uh, you know, from similar drives to um, get that audio back, but just mm-hmm. gone. And that's that's simply how it goes. So we're going to the board for some topics today. What I did want to uh, mention is, as part of Mask Hysteria, I put a request out for the 1980 KISS contract. I actually got a copy this morning in my mailbox. And holy shit. It makes for really, really cool reading. I, I just want to give you some high points because I wanted to verify stuff. You know, for mask hysteria, when you when you look at newspaper articles and some of the stuff in the trades about six album deal, two million dollars was mentioned, uh, guaranteed money, and Kiss Alive Forever. I wanted to see the real deal and what the uh, what the case was. I know CK talks about the contract in a bit of. Um, Kiss and Sell, which is his whole mm-hmm. reason for doing the book, is to talk about the business side. But I didn't know they had a right to do a live album after delivery of three studio albums. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that live album wouldn't count towards their contract unless it had two new cuts on it, which then gets you thinking about stuff that happens later, like Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Why did it have two new songs on it? Whereas they refer to the contract sides, well, maybe, because uh, obviously this contract was terminated um, once Ace left. But there was also the timing. Right after they signed it, they were given a million bucks. 500000 from the U.S. arm and 500000 from Phonogram, uh, the European mm. arm. Free money, basically, for signing. Mm. Um recoupable against royalties of course and then they got 500,000 from each on delivery of unmasked and then you get into the timing of when albums are due and the delivery dates and all that you kind of have from memos but I never put it together with the contract so when we were doing Odyssey I had a memo that said we were going to put out a best of in Australia but I didn't have the context now with this I do and I know that they delivered unmasked to the label on May the 16th, 1980. 
So that's the delivery date. Lots of shit like that. So um, that has nothing to do with what I needed it for. That That's just some fun stuff that I've kind of now worked out of why there was so much pressure for the elder. Um, and I get the verification of the facts that I needed to for mass hysteria. So thank you to that person very much. Let's get into some random topics about... Uh, about Kiss and what's going mm. on in the world. Um, Kiss and Sixthman announced. Weren't these two cruises supposed to be identical? Didn't they that say. That was the original thought. Right. Didn't they kind of <clears throat> say You're that? You're not going to miss anything. You're not yeah, going to miss. Well, they can. <clears throat> yeah, just like your Dubai stuff. So what? So what's going on with this? I'm totally behind on what's going on. All with right. That. So they announced the special guest for week one on the cruise. I'll just read these quickly mm-hmm. for anyone who's uh, behind. Dawkin featuring a founding guitarist George Lynch. That's actually mm-hmm. kind of appealing. I like Dawkin, and I like George Lynch. Warrant. L.A. Guns. Holy shit. L.A. Guns. They put out a couple of really strong albums in years uh, in recent years. So that's actually pretty cool. Bruce Kulick. Go Bruce. Uh, All Hands on Deck Super Jam featuring Lita Ford and Friends. George Lynch and the Electric Freedom. Heart Mm. by Heart. Sounds like a cover band, which sounds like a very good idea as well. Right. The Big Deal. And Baron. Don't know anything about those last two, or even Heart by Heart if I'm wrong. And then the special weeks for guests two include... I mean, the special weeks for guests two, did I just say? The special (laughs) guests for week two (laughs) include... Black Label Society, that had a lot of people going hoorah. Buck Cherry, a lot of people going meh. Um, Bruce, All Hands mm-hmm. on Deck Super Jam featuring Sebastian Bach, if he brings his passport and oh. friends. Striper, Vixen, Plush, uh, up-and-coming band that's got you know some rave reviews. The Wild Things and Mickey James. Don't know anything about either of those. So the only common denominator other than Kiss between these two cruises is Bruce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm not going. Yeah. I gave up my, my booking. Uh, but I got to say, week one is way more appealing to me. Lonnie, sure. as a former cruiser. Yeah. Um, Big baby stuff in week one. I, I, I'd be all over that. I mean, that's my wheelhouse yeah. type stuff. L.A. Gums, Warrant, Dockin. Dockin, yeah. Wow, you're speaking Especially my language there. Yeah, you're 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 speaking my language there with that stuff. I mean, I'd have I'd have a ball the whole time if if that were the case. It, it, I mean, it would probably get down to scheduling, like having almost make me choose who I was going to go see with, with those type of 80s man and Bruce too. That's really badass. <laughs> well, actually, you know, and second week, Buck Cherry Black Label Society. Ah. Uh, I'm not a big. A lot of people are big black, black label society guys. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm. I, I'd be more excited about the Buck Cherry thing than I would be black label society. I'm just. I'm a big Aussie guy, you know. I like. I like that wild, but I don't know. It's, it's not my thing. So, I, I'd be excited about the week one thing, and the week one is the the week one's the new. Yeah. Cruise, correct? Yeah. It, so, so and, and I don't know about this because I'm I'm really off the cruise circuit, you know, because I've done it. I, I did it once to say, hey, I, I, I've been on a Kiss Cruise. I've done that, you know. But say I'm on Kiss Cruise 2 second week. Can I – is that ticket transferable to the first week? Can I do that? I don't know. 
No, I think the only <clears throat> thing they got was a, uh, a a right to book ahead of anyone right. else on the <laughs> other one. But um, if you think but about the amount of whining, yeah. if you think about the amount of whining that kicked off when the second cruise was announced, now it's a completely different lineup. And you know, Lonnie and I have already kind of said that we find the the new week more appealing than the old week. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, you can just imagine how many heads exploded. I mean, in, in the Kiss Cruiser groups, I feel sorry for Sixthman Victoria. I think uh, gets a lot of the abuse. Ken, what's your thought on both of those weeks? Yeah, I, I, I'm with Lonnie. I mean, the first one sounds sounds better, definitely. Um, at least from, from my standpoint, if I was going to go, I, I'd want to go to that one over the second one. Uh, though, yeah, I would be I would be kind of teed off if. I knew I had bought the second one, and then the, <laughs> they announced this first one. That's supposed to be the same uh, cruise, uh, you know, mm. whatever, as the first one, but it's it's really not. I guess the only thing that's going to be the same is probably the cassette list. Ah, wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Scorchio from Concord. Mm-hmm. Nice. Getting um. brutal. Um <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. You're, pro- you're, you're probably right, Mark. Are you going to be pro week two because Sebastian's Canadian? No, I, I'd, I'd still think that the first week is much much better than week two. Um, you know, I, I find it interesting that people kind of co- well, I mean, I can see why people complain because you know ev- everybody wants to see the same thing. So they can say, yeah, I was there for that. I saw them. Blah blah blah. But I, I think it makes more sense really to to have a variation of acts you know it's just i think they kind of did it also because they were probably hoping people would go to both you know but of course you know that's 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 probably of course you know not feasible for most people i mean for for most people probably hard hard enough time to get money to go to one let alone two cruises but uh is whoa is uh i'll get it (laughs) is uh Kiss actually playing on these things because wasn't there some running rumor that they were not going to be performing on these things or something like that anymore or something like that? Well, this is the last time they're going to perform. Oh, okay. So, so, so the yeah, people, so I, the people on the second week still get the very last time that Kiss will perform on board. Yeah. So I'm guessing uh, because there was something on Facebook I saw earlier that Tommy was saying that Kiss Cruise is sold out or something like that. Uh, he was announcing. So I guess it sold well, obviously. People are excited to, to go about it. But with typical KISS fans, I guess, you know, they, they had to find something to complain about. But I uh, this thing I do understand to some degree because, like we all said here, when we heard the announcement that, you know, bands like Dawkins and Warrant and these other bands are playing, yeah, I'd rather go to that one. If I already bought, you know, the, the second cruise tickets, I'd probably be pissed, right? So... Yeah, a lot of the other acts probably had other activities locked in after their cruise schedule was confirmed and there was no inkling of there being a second cruise. I think there was the demand that, you know, that made Sixthman and Kiss get together and say, hey, let's put on a second cruise. And, of course, you say, you, you're not going to say it's going to be different to people, but it's not realistic for it to be identical either. Yeah. I think the, the big key win is that Bruce is on both mm-hmm. and that they have enough interesting acts to make it actually saleable in its own right, not only as something that maybe people might want to do both. They're the completest. They're the ones who uh, walk around with puffed chests on the boat. I'm a cruiser. Let's see, I'm an admiral or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> you, you're, you're an I'm app. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's really nice. Now play Love Gun. Um, I know it's important to some people that they have a God-given right to attend absolutely every Kiss Cruise because they're special. Well, I'm sure you're special enough to take an extra week off. Go for it, campers. Um, and you'll at least be seeing some different bands out there. Um, you're not having anything stolen from you in that you're still going to be the last people to see Kiss perform on board until they change their minds about that and unretire from performing on board. Um, but, you know, I, I would hope KISS at least also throws them an, an additional bone, you know, in that they do some songs for that original second week that they don't do for the first week. Um, but they also don't jip the people in the first week by giving them a rehearsal for the final end of the road run, you know. So <laughs> right. figure, I, I think Bonnie said it, it gives KISS fans something to whine about. I'm not going. I don't care. Um, no, no, I do care I because to. I, I don't do, need to anymore. I do watch the multicams when they're assembled from all the mm -hmm. shows because they are very entertaining, and it is fun to see what the band does do. There have been some dog years that we've talked about on the boat, and hopefully this won't be one. I guess you got two two chances that it won't be a dog. So there you go. Ken, did you, did you have a final thought on the cruise before we move on? No. <laughs> No more. Uh, you know, just I assume Kiss is gonna, you know, obviously play on both, and they'll probably have the same other like, e you know, those events with Kiss members uh, that they do. I'm sure they'll duplicate that on each. I match that. Like but, the fifteen thousand know, dollar guitar and. Oh hell yeah! What what do you think it is? It, it's the magical shopping emporium at, at sea. You know, you come go. on, come on, come all, come buy jewelry, come buy guitars, come buy bases. That's the only way you're going to meet the band, unless you're 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 one of the scavengers, you know, looking for where they've eaten and stealing their scraps, or or mobbing them when they come on board. So, yeah. you know, it is that's the whole purpose. I did a guitar on board and it was super fun and i have no regrets for doing that talking of no regrets good segue into ace is doing another book he keeps remembering more and more things from the past i think he probably remembers more and more when he reads the interwebs and sees people telling him what he used to do um but mark what do you have hopes that ace will actually do a second book and do you think he should? Do you think there are the stories, possibly? Is there anything that would entertain you from Ace? Or do you think he should do a Paul Stanley backstage pass style book? Um, Lifestyle tips from Ace Frehley. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure, you know. How, how, to, how to keep your machine gun clean and, you know, fireable at all times. Um, there's, I don't know, I found his first book interesting, Um you know, some people some people thought that it wasn't the, the strongest of the books that came out, but I, I found that there was some interesting perspectives on it from his side, like, you know, how fed up he was. I found that was the interesting part, like how how he was talking about going to some amusement park during the making of I think it was Phantom of the Park, and how excited he was to go see some King Tut display that was going on something. It's just. The, the amount of excitement and fun he had going to non-KISS stuff really told the tale of how fed up he was at that time with the way things were going. So it's those kind of interesting little behind-the-scene things I liked about his book. Um, 
look, there, there's got to be more things that that'll come back to him. Maybe there's things that he's forgot, you know, forgotten and has now remembered. Maybe as he moved or he went through with some of his things in his office, maybe he found a couple of things that joggled his memory. And like he, like you said, maybe there were some people who, you know, reminded him of stuff. So yeah, there's, I'm sure there's lots of things that he could probably fill in the blanks for, but I think that it's imperative that he has another person helping him write it, you know, because I don't think that he's a writer in any, by any means himself. Right. But, you know, I'll admit, I, I like the first book. I have a paperback and hard copy version of that book. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope there's there's more to come. There's, you know, he could talk about, you know, even more recent stuff, like, you know, maybe, you know, doing some of the meet and greets, how it went with Gene and that when he did the vault thing with him and, you know, doing the tour with him in Australia. There's all kinds of little things. Who knows what happened during those things? We're not privy to these backstage antics or whatever happens in the back rooms between these guys. So there could be lots to write about. I thought we had a a backstage pass to all that stuff. Lonnie. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess it'd be fine. More, more A stories, you know, I mean, it's done something that really excites me, excites me. The second autobiography, isn't it really just like the leftover crap a lot of the times that, you know, (laughs) I mean, mean, usually, I mean, like the Paul Stanley backstage pass thing, like I got through about five pages of that. I'm like, what am I reading? This is bad. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Wow. Five pages. (laughs) Right. It's pretty good. I was like, this is bad. I can, I can do something else with my time. So I, uh, I don't know if, if he wants to do another book, that's great. That's more power to him. People will buy it. People, you know, the hardcore Kiss fans will buy it. And, and maybe there, there's some stuff that's left out in Ace's original book that, that can be put in there. You know, I, ca- I kind of thought there were gaps reading Ace's original book that, uh, you know, we didn't touch on this or we didn't touch on that. Granted, it's been quite a while since I've read it. I can't really, you know, remember off the top of my head exactly what was missed, but um, I think there could be more added to it. So, if he wants to do it, why not? But at the same time, like, I don't know. I think the second autobiography, why, why do we need a second autobiography? <laughs> yeah, I think it's been downhill on, for quite a few of them. Obviously, Paul's first one was fine. And then <laughs> the one that Lonnie didn't care for uh, wasn't very good. Sex Money Kiss wasn't that great, to be perfectly honest. It did have a few nuggets buried within it. Um, but after that, forget mm-hmm. about it. Um, you know, I don't see another one from Peter, but, um, it, it, it's so hit and miss. It's like, what do you remember? Well, what didn't you leave at Rachel's as well? Um, that you could still talk about to jog your memory because clearly he's someone who's needed kind of prompts to remind him of the stories. And then you have to wonder how much of it is real memory rather than reconstructing what he thinks he would have done in those circumstances. So it, I, I'll probably buy it because it is Ace. Uh, and the first one was, he had a good co-writer on the first or a ghost writer on the first yeah. one. And, and that's how it all is anyway. So Ken. Yeah, I think, uh, Lonnie got through more pages than I did on Paul's <laughs> second book. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as for Ace, I think it's, yeah, it was lacking some content, I think, uh, on his book. I, I don't know how much more he's data you know, or information he's gathered or 
thoughts um, that he's jotted down from what it sounds like he's been jotting it down on napkins and and whatever is available when when you think someone told them you know you need to write this stuff down when you you know you think of it or recall something um, you know just just go ahead and write it down so yeah I, I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll get it when it comes out and I'm sure there'll be some you know good nuggets in it um, but I really like though another book I used to say you know Gene Simmons but I'd rather him I'd rather Gene do a, a just a re a redo of his original and, and redo it but you know he was being he was being pretty nice I think in his book uh he was left a lot of out I think um he needs think to so, do yeah. he needs to do the, yeah I do I think he really needs he was the first book I mean he was the first and I think he was being a little bit, you know, he held, you know, he held back. Uh, but I think the next, if he does another one, it's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, a lot, a little bit, everything. Um, so I, that's what I'm hoping that eventually Gene will do another book, um, kind of a redo. And uh, yeah, I still think he remembers <laughs> most of everything. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, again, Ace book, yeah. That's cool. Uh, I'm sure I'll get it. Yeah, I can't remember the lyrics to the songs he sings every night, but he'll remember more about life. <laughs> yeah, true. No, I, I don't want him to redo. You know, I, I think no? it, it, it's kind of fine how it is. He he kind of went into a little bit more elsewhere after the fact. Uh, I don't want to see him take the gloves off. You know, he, he's kind of taken a higher road in That's true. In, in not responding at least to Paul's side of things. They, they, neither of them have ever not <laughs> uh, missed an opportunity to take some digs quite... at... Uh, yeah, well, they're, pre they're pretty back and forth with how they kind of treat Ace and Peter. You know, yeah. sometimes they're, you know, throwing the same old, same old out, the same old tropes um, towards Ace and Peter, and other times they can actually come across as sincere, which, and I, pref I prefer the sincerity, whether it's real or not. Well, that's why Paul did his book about the last, because, you know, he can see what everyone else did, and then he can get the last, you know, last jab in. Whereas Gene didn't <laughs> yeah. care. He put it, he put his out and did it Just his it way, out. and he didn't have anything really to copy. True. So I think, you know, from, from that perspective, yeah, he, he didn't have an agenda as such other than no. celebrating Gene. That's know? pretty much right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, let's let's move into. Well, has anyone listened to Donington yet? No. No, mine shipped though. Uh, I think it's supposed to get here on Monday, from what I understand. Yeah, mine shipped. I've been listening to streams. Um, yeah, I'm back in a happy place, like mm -hmm. I was with Tokyo 2001. Oh, that's good. It, you know, if had if it was mixed as a more alive albumish than a soundboard, you know, with audience taking off some of the things that now you can hear just because of the the soundboard, it'd be a great commemorative of that tour. I remember being excited. I was living in Canterbury, Kent, at the time, um, and going down to the the bootleg market and seeing the Donington '96 one on silver CDs there, and I was so thrilled. Mm. And and it was such an exciting time. Um, in Britain, I I think I'd missed the the November shows by that point. I don't remember that much from Canterbury for some reason. Um, 
but it was a very exciting time during the reunion tour and that was when i was you know getting packages in on nearly a weekly basis of bootlegs and you were always hoping to know who a taper was going to be for shows all the way through 97 so they finally released something audio wise because we have had some stuff on kissology uh, Tiger Stadium, for instance, of mm-hmm. that reunion lineup is what we've been begging and asking for. Mark, thoughts just uh, about that and what, you, what you're looking forward to. Did you order it? Yeah, I got it on, on order. Uh, the, the funny thing is, I from what I've heard um, and from what I've read people saying, they're, they're saying that the mix overall is better. You know, Gene's bass is a little bit more prominent and thunderous in this. And uh, his vocals are really good, and you know Ace is good. I mean, overall, they're saying the whole thing is good. That it's a much more solid listen. Because I was always happy with the Tokyo one. I mean, I bought, I got that one on vinyl, and I also I got a CD copy of it as well, and a digital copy of it. Uh, and I thought it was good. I was a little disappointed the West Virginia one. I never got that one because of just the way it sounded, and I just didn't like their performance on that. Uh, but you know, this one. You know, it, it's good. I, they they did a good job with the recording of it. The performance of it is good. You know, I've only heard little tidbits here and there. You know, of course, I'm waiting on the actual copy to come in of the, you know, the record. So, but I, I'm convinced I'm going to be as happy with this one as I am with the Tokyo one. Of course, now the question is how they're going to follow it up. Yeah, that, that'll be what we move on to hopefully when Lonnie returns. Um, one thing that is interesting, I think I compared it with... Um, the audience that's up on you know which is roughly two hours and it's down to one hour and 40 minutes uh mm. running time so i haven't had time to do an ab compare yet of what was cut um mm. and remind me there's a, a another question about that and uh whether we'd prefer two lp or three lp can uh, oh, Don, yeah. thoughts on donnie yeah. and what you've heard <clears throat> yeah well from what i heard it sounds better than that one uh there's that one sample that they had of, of, of a you know gene song and his voice sounded pretty rough uh i don't know how he sounds on the other his other songs but that one song i can't remember which song it was you know um it just didn't sound too good like he you know he was getting over something or his, he was sick or his his voice was you know kind of going out um i'm hoping the other songs that he sings on that are you know better than that no so it's 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 pretty raw they, they sound vocally tired but even uh, he, and, and you hear a lot of peter's background vocals and aces mm. they all sound like they've worked harder than they've worked in a few years and obviously mm-hmm. are older um but it sounds honest it doesn't sound strained it sounds real yeah. and, okay. and that's that's what i like more um that yeah it's imperfect but it's like what a soundboard is so getting it, True. it's closer to you know um the past mm-hmm. than to what happened later and come on there, there's no way to shine virginia beach lonnie any have you heard uh donnington yet or any thoughts on it what you have um i have not i'm i'm patiently waiting i think i want to hear it for the first time um from off the off the cd on some good speakers or off the vinyl on some good speakers and and really absorb it before i you know i, mean, I could listen to it i mean I've, I've seen some stuff and like i could you know listen to it on, off my phone or something like that but it's like oh for for this kind of release and i'm really excited about it 
um, for it's, you know, I guess it's really an official release of the reunion tour. I mean, we've only been asking for something like this for 25 years. So I, I don't want to, I, I, I'm really excited for the experience. So I, I'm, I'm really waiting so I can really listen to it properly for the first time, you know, almost like, like when I got that destroyer box back in the fall, it's just like, you know, I want to, I want to like sit and listen to this on the best possible way I could listen to it for the first time. Because, you know, first impressions mean, mean everything. So I want to, I really want to experience it like that. And I got my shipping notification from you discovered this afternoon. And I'm hoping that um, it doesn't come to St. Louis via Tennessee to LA or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Alaska or something. Can, can relate to things like that. <laughs> and right in line with the Jubilee of. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth kisses celebrating mm-hmm. the Queen by releasing Donington for her 70th yes. anniversary on the throne with a Union flag made into the the Kiss logo. Yeah, there we go. It has nothing to do with them being Donington. What is it? Tomorrow <laughs> they play Donington Lucky again, the Download Festival. So mm-hmm. uh, no coincidence whatsoever. So Lonnie, back to you. Uh, two or three LPs. Do you have a pre- someone actually put a poll up? I'm like, yeah, two or three LPs. I'd rather it be two LPs, but come on, in terms of sequencing yeah. it, that's going to be a freaking nightmare to get <laughs> get the audio onto uh, from a live show onto two albums without editing horrendously yeah i'm gonna be up and down three lps i'm gonna be up and down flipping sides and all kinds of stuff we're gonna only have a, 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 you know maybe a, maybe a couple songs per side but i don't i guess you know for for audio purposes i get it for three so we can get the best best experience again but you know i, I think i guess i think we get spoiled that that you know if i if i want to listen to my itunes library or if i'm listening to spotify or something like that then I don't have to get up and you know, flip the tape or, or turn the record. Everything that we have, we had to do yeah. back in the day. So we're, we're kind of spoiled now. We just kind of take it for granted. Yeah, you nailed it. That's why I don't buy the LPs. I'm not flipping three damn <laughs> LPs to listen to a live show. What? We're so lazy. For, forget it. I want to listen. Get one of those old changers that used to, you know, the they flop down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the then, then you, then you got to buy. They always work so well. So perfect. You got to buy two kid. sets. So that you don't have to then go and reset it, because how how else would it flip it over? All right, side one, exactly. side two, play it out of sequence. It'd be all wrong, Ken. So two or three LPs, Ken. What do you prefer? Uh, you know, I, I play things out of sequence anyway. But anyway, um, <laughs> the yeah, two or three. I mean, yeah, I prefer to, um, but you know, jamming maybe sixty minutes on a vinyl is not a good practice. Um, <laughs> You got to keep it down to 40, like forty. So um, I can see if they can't if they can't trim the concert down to you know four you know uh, what is that <laughs> you know two two LPs worth then I guess you got to go with it you know it's going to sound a little better you know spreading it out across three three vinyl so whatever twenty three minutes per side right well it'd be like ninety minutes basically of two records. Yeah, yeah, um, true. And, uh, the, yeah, that's that's about mo- the most you can do. Uh, and I don't know how long the show. You said did they say? Did you say they played like two hours? Yeah, on on the audience bootleg, it's two uh, roughly two hours running time, and on the 
um, release version is an hour forty, so they probably trim some mm. fat out. No wraps. No wraps. Or... Uh, yeah. N- no, there I are some, uh, but mm-hmm. I haven't A-B'd it yet, so I, I, I just wasn't in the mood with you know everything that you I've been get, working on of late. You can get rid of all the wraps. You can get rid of all the wraps and just you know, go to the next level. Let me hear you, Donington. I've heard the rap so many times. So We've been just, waiting uh, a long time to come long, here. Long, long time to come here tonight. He said that. <laughs> and he, and he's know, the, I can't I, believe that. And he's got the cold gin wrap and oh, for, for a festival. You know, you gotta love Paul. He just Paul is elemental. He just does his thing. He, you set him on stage, you, and it's like putting in a quarter in Lonnie. You know, <laughs> off he goes. Um when I came to the UK, I had to see the doctor. Oh, it's a little cold out here. Yeah, let's call out the doctor. <laughs> All right, so it's out. So now everyone's thinking about the next one. Mark, what do you what do you think off the soundboard four should be? What do you think is critical? I think they've regained their legitimacy. Mm-hmm. I think they've made up for um, their sins of Virginia Beach. What's it got to uh, be next? Well, before I do that, I'll give you my opinion on the two or three records. Uh, I would definitely go with the three from speaking strictly from a, you know, person who would like to hear the show in its entirety because when you start getting down to two there's going to be stuff cut there's going to be songs cut. And the other thing that people don't realize is that there's you have to think running order right if you do it in the same running order as the concert and you have to do it across two records eh, something could get really tight when you have three albums to put it over then you can you know do stuff and have one side a little longer or a little shorter and make it still fit right but, you know, of course, monetarily speaking, two LPs would be probably better. It would be more, you know, cost efficient and people would probably be able to buy it easier than three records. So let's just leave it at that. Uh, next one. Yes, they've they've redeemed themselves in their eyes, but they still have to do one thing to fully redeem themselves, I think, to the people uh, in the KISS community. And the that is people. we need we need an Eric Carr live record, a proper one like this from the tours. I mean, they, he did a lot of touring with the band, so they have no excuse, you know, saying, no, we don't have anything good with Eric on it. They have lots of good stuff, I'm sure, with Eric on it. So I think the next thing has to be something with Eric Carr. I mean, what are they waiting for? I mean, you know, now they did, a, you know, an original lineup, albeit it's a reunion one, but, you know, they have that lineup, they have the, the current lineup, and they'd have even the, an oddball lineup with Ace and Eric Singer. So, but they need to bring Eric Carr into the fold here at one point. And, you know, fingers crossed. I, me being a huge Asylum fan, I'd love to hear something from that era come out in some sort of proper soundboard form. And they gotta have something like that. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Ken. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you with the Eric part. I, I do agree with that totally. Now, as the as for the era, um, any of it really, um, as long as it's you know the Eric's Eric stuff. Um, I mean, you can go back to his very first performance. Do they have a soundboard of whatever it is? The was it Palladium? Palladium. Palladium. Do they have that? Uh, if they do, uh, that'd be awesome. I mean, if they could. And if it sounded good, of course, um, that'd be great. Uh, or, you know, something from, imagine, imagine like a creature show. 
uh, soundboard. Um, uh, somewhere in there, you said <laughs> Asylum, or again, Hot in the Shade would be the other one for me too. So pretty much anything. Pretty much there. you just picked every Torquette. Almost. <laughs> I, I skipped Crazy Nights. <clears throat> well, thanks a and lot. Now, now, now we know what we're getting. Crazy Nights. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. You know, oh, that's, be how that's how it works. All right, Lonnie, what do you want? Um, Surprise, surprise. I want something from the Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer lineup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Really? I'd like, I'd, yeah, it, it, crazy, isn't it? Um, I'd love to see something from Japan 95 or South America 94. <clears throat> uh, I mean, we have a live three, which is which is from the Ravina Tour 92. But by 94, 95, that lineup was really hitting its stride. and was really playing some just dynamite type shows. I'd love to see something from that either the 94 South America, 95 Japan um, type of show. Um, I, I'm with you with Mark, and I think we will get to the Eric Carr lineups as well. Lineups, plural. I think we'll get some multiple stuff with Eric um, eventually. I don't know if we're, you know, going to, if they just, if we're going to be going backwards in, in lineup order, but I think it will definitely be a different lineup though, because all three of them are different lineups. I don't see them putting out this next one, even being another original lineup. I think, I think it'll be some kind of other incarnation of the band. And I would really love it to be some kind of incarnation of the band without makeup mm -hmm. because that era gets ignored so much. Mm -hmm. So, even if it, you know, if it is 94, 95 with, with um, Eric Singer and Bruce Kulik, or my second choice would be 1990 something off the of Hot in the Shade, because that tour was everything that we've seen, everything that I've seen from that tour, also is incredible. Yeah, so you raise an yeah. interesting point about 94, 95. We have those videos, but if we had the sonic improvement in the audio that we enjoyed with Tokyo 2001 for either Santiago or even Japan, uh, Tokyo 95, I would be all in on either of those choices, Lonnie. Uh, hell yeah. And talking about Revenge Era, did uh, any of you see the upgraded video for Bethlehem PA first night of, well, it's before the first night. It's like the 40 minutes of video that was shot by MTV the night before the tour, Revenge Tour started um, is up on YouTube now. There's a link to it on the FAQ. It looks no, really hot. Yeah, no, I, I need mm. to check that out. I, I think for me, I'm... I just think we need to be in the first half of Kiss's career for the second, um, or, or for the for the next off the soundboard. I I have no idea what I would prefer. Whether I would prefer something from the '80s and which permutation of the lineups through the '80s I would prefer, or whether it, we go straight back to the originals era and get something from you know Super Kiss or you know a, them at their height. Their original height of the band mm -hmm. um, is, is there anything that's different enough to say alive too but isn't there something that we, we've said that we would love to hear alive too um, without that shitty production that I bitch about the tinny treble <laughs> you know yeah. um, overdriving of it so I'm, I'm pretty sure if they can at least maintain the level of 
doing something different. We've had a good mix of lineups so far. It would be nice, as Lonnie said, for there to be a different lineup um, celebrated in the next one. But I think as long as it isn't a shit sandwich like Virginia Beach, frankly, I don't care. You know, as long as they keep churning them out and I can pick and choose. I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm not turning listening to off the soundboards into calisthenics or aerobics by having to get up six times to flip the damn thing over. If I'm listening to music and doing aerobics, it's on my damn headphones with my iPhone and I'm out for my walk. Um, but apart from that, when I'm listening at home, I've got a turntable. I don't use it. I, that's not how I consume my music. Um, but they look good. They do look good. Now, obviously, off the sound, yeah. it doesn't have all the benefits of nice packaging. But I guess it doesn't really matter. Just wait till the new yeah. price points hit for everything, because Universal vinyl mm -hmm. prices coming. going up. Soon, as soon as current mm -hmm. stocks out of uh, channels and they have to reorder, um, they'll be your stores are going to have to pay Universal's new asking point. And there, there was a good podcast on it, and I'm paraphrasing some of the stuff that they were, they were talking about. You know, Universal's prices, they won't be able to absorb those increases because some titles are going up by 10 bucks. Your mom and pop vinyl That's store. That's insane. You can't eat it. Well, they're testing the market. There's mm -hmm. so much demand for vinyl. You got to see where will where will Better people's be will break. They'll slow it down real quick. Yeah, pe people will be really, <laughs> really down. more selective. Yeah, people the novelty. Will be much more selective. I agree. Yeah. The novelty of buying it will will go away real quick. If, yeah, the, it, it will. And, and you know what? You know what will happen? pricing people out. You know, especially for new people, people who are just getting into it, right? Yeah. God damn it, there's going to be something else they blame the president for now. God damn it, Joe, the price of vinyl's gone up. <laughs> you like, did what? this. You did this. <laughs> I'm talking about my, yeah, my well, vinyl jacket. You know, but I, I, I think they'll go back, but the people will start referring back to, to CD. People will start going back to other medium that they can buy more in bulk, and there you go. No, I, I think people have been indoctrinated into the listening experience of vinyl. I think there will be a breaking point in that same podcast that I referenced. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, did also mention that Kiss had originally come out with its 2014 releases priced pretty high, and they did not sell, and they lowered the price, and then they sell. So they will see what the breaking point is. Um, so it's going to be down to the consumer to decide, do I buy this or do I wait? You know. Yeah that that that's the the only power that you have if you're willing in this day and age where gas prices are going up daily milk is going up daily you know everything mm -hmm. inflation's just gone nuts across across the world um you know you might have to have vinyl be your waterloo and say i'm not freaking buying that 75 dollar triple album that used to be 59.98 i can't do yeah. it yeah so yeah, I mean, the used vinyl. I just got like they just put out the Frank Zappa stage just put out a uh, rainbow, the rainbow club gig that he did in the 70s when uh, uh, Flo and Eddie were in the band. And I love that era of Zappa. Three LP, 77.99 plus tax here. I was like, holy fuck. Zappa. And you know what? But it's, you know, it, that, it's only because I'm such a big fan of it and it's so limited. And once that's gone, you know, it'll be like even more expensive to get it online. Uh, the only reason why I bought it, but because for me, and I'll be honest, 
I love a lot of these like Neil Young uh, reissues that he's doing because he he really does this stuff like in fine meticulous detail when he re redoes his stuff from the from the original tapes and everything and they sound fantastic. But I've been going over to the CD end of it because even his CDs sound magnificent. Okay, because the vinyl is costing a lot of fucking money for this stuff. You know, I mean, five years ago I would have wouldn't even hesitate to buy some of this stuff on vinyl. But now it's getting to be a lot of a lot of money, you know. And I mean, people keep asking me, are, are Project Gemini albums going to go up? No, my my records, I'm going to keep it at what it is right now, because I'm able to get my stuff done at the same price I did five years ago. You know, will that change? Maybe. But I you know I, I don't want to turn my thing into something where it's going to be like, really, it's going to cost that much. I mean, that there has to be, you know, a way to, to get around it somehow. You know, but big labels, come on, man. You're seriously telling me they, they have to jack it up that much. And it's not even for new stuff. I'm hearing that this is a lot of stuff that's just like old catalog that are just reprinting yeah. again. Yeah. You know, you, you go into the databases and, you know, look at the catalog prices that are going up um, and, and it's all over the place. But again, it's down to constraint. Vinyl pressing plants are absolutely <clears throat> jam packed. Well, I know there is limited um, in, in this context supply of those who are able to press quality product, um, you know, for the labels and demands off the hook, clearly. So it, it's just your basic economics. I can't wait. I, I, I'm going to end on this point. Go back to the politics again. I can't wait to see a record store and see the pricing and have a Joe Biden sticker saying, oh, I did this pointing down at the price of vinyl. That is just going to that will actually make me laugh. I've got a, a, a decent sense of humor when it comes to that. Um, let's do one more topic, unless anyone's got, did anyone bring a freaking topic? I do all the. Well, the only thing I I was it's not wasn't a topic on the board. It was just a topic of uh, do we think we're going to get a uh, a special forty fifth anniversary of Love Gun? No, you're not. What? What do you mean I'm not? <laughs> you already had one. Not a forty fifth. Did I? So then you really think they're going to be that specific? Okay, that was a 40. Well, they no, had the special Walmart colored, you know, vinyl stuff like that. Um, I, I I think we get something. I think we'll get something. I, I think you get t-shirts. Yeah. I, if oh, they I thought think. way ahead, they probably, they might have done a vinyl or something. Can, uh, I'll always no say No box this. set. I don't you are, the, no, but I think we'll get something. Yet. Maybe in five years. You are extremely optimistic, my friend, Ken. You are you are always hold kiss in the most positive light. You always think they're gonna they're gonna treat us so well. You always think they're gonna make us these fantastic box sets and they ain't gonna do diddly squat and you I know have, it. I have a fortieth anniversary edition of Love Gun, but not a forty fifth. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's let's ruin the mood. Dubai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, the word, what's the word, Ken? What was it? There's a site. Have, have they reached out? What was the, I, I'm sure they've reached out to you this week with a status update. I mean, of course. Oh, no. Dude, Lord, I haven't had a status update from Landmark <laughs> since last year. I mean, they're into the magic realm in terms of their updating. Huh. I, there, there's nothing significant to report. So, huh. um, Oh, that's, that's there's, one thing we, there's one thing I'm just curious about. And I know this is nothing new or nothing, but I am curious to... 
hear your guys' reaction to this. Uh, and, and I'm surprised it, it got so much traction because this is nothing new, as we all know. But that whole news that, you know, they, they screwed up in Belgium, the beginning of Detroit, that Detroit Rock City part yeah. where Paul messed up, you know, with the whole vocal lip syncing part there. I and it was Eric, Eric screwed up messed the up and threw Well, off, he did, but then Paul, Paul, yeah, threw, yeah. And then, but then it, and now the big controversy is that I thought that they were just singing. The Paul was actually singing along to backing tracks. Now it just seems that he's he's not singing at all. That it's just backing tracks. Any, I any... don't I saw that care video. anymore because oh, I don't please. have the bandwidth or energy to line up <laughs> shitty audio and video and try and catch out the band. And again, <laughs> go back to the last show I saw of them in 2020. Uh, notice how I said show. I was full in. I saw my band up on stage. I don't care at this point if you pull back the curtain and you've got a little fucking shrink, uh, shrinky dink, wrinkled guy. Uh, you know, Wizard Sticking of Oz. Wait, if that's not on stage. I, I, um. I just don't care anymore. I mean, if that's all you got, you have, you have to be at the show because it's so much more. And I'm not making excuses. Do I like mm -hmm. it? No. They made their own bed by mocking bands like Motley Crue mm -hmm. and, and others who do and have been known to play to tracks. You make your own karma. And it is, it is what it is to mix the metaphors. Yeah, um, that... I'm just sorry. I, I was gonna say, you know, that Def Leppard performance recently that they had, mm -hmm. uh, and that, uh, club. that has back, that has backing tracks, has backing vocals tracks. It's it's obvious they're doing stuff too. So uh, you know, all bands are doing something. Yeah, I, I think the backing vocals, like if you're doing like like backing vocals, I think that's a relatively accepted thing. The big thing that people you know want to go and hang you and you know put you on the stake for is if you're not doing lead vocal stuff anymore you know then then it's then it's like i want my money back this isn't a live concert anymore you know i actually i read that there somebody actually went to Ticketmaster or live nation and wanted his money back saying that i asked i paid for a live concert and that's not a live concert and he right. actually got his money back well you I mean, know that's that's good for, for, him. for that but uh i i think i mean it's, it's i'm kind of wondering if, if, if eric did it on purpose <laughs> Well, they're saying, he's so no, steady. no, he needs that Soul Station gig. He's so steady. Yeah, well, so that's, that's right. Well, said, he got a spanking, I'm sure, afterwards from Paul. Well, so. the thing is, it's such a basic song for him to play. He probably just zoned out and totally forgot that the part came up. That's possible. That, that's what I think. How many, he's played that song how many times? He just kind of loses it for he's a second. Kinda, he was thinking kinda... about buying that watch on eBay. Right. And it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, what, what? Wait a minute, what? I'm supposed to do that? I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, I think the band is just wants to get this tour over and done with. And if it and if it takes doing this, doing it this way, so that Paul, you know, can get through it and we can have decent shows, I think they're just gonna go through with it this way now. There's too many too many things happening health wise and this wise and that. They just want to get this done. Mark, you're 100 percent right. I mean, this tour, this European leg was supposed to happen in the summer of 2020. Now it's the summer of 2022. They're finally doing this leg. You know, we've we've seen since shows have started back up in the last, I don't know, since the middle of May, and they did a brief run through the States, that, you know, the set list every night has been 1,000% the same, no variations at all every night. I think we're really just going through the mode. I mean, here, I love Kiss. Don't get me wrong. I love I have a Kiss shirt on right now. But 
they we, we are totally going through the motions. It's a it's one final cash grab, and we're gonna get through these European shows. We got a couple shows in the states. We're gonna go to we're gonna do the cruise. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Australia, and then we're announce the final show, and that's it. I mean, we are we are on we are we are crew. We not only are we on the victory lap, but we are. We are on cruise control of the victory lap mm. at this point. Yeah, it's basically a Tesla self-driving machine at this point. <laughs> and you know what? The same critics would just be queuing up to criticize Paul if he is squawking like a half-dead rooster uh, mm-hmm. live. Those True. same those same fans <laughs> who true. aren't at the shows in yeah. the vast majority of cases. You know, it's easy to be an arm armchair critic. I would like to be a little bit empathetic towards the situation like Lonnie has just been and says it's the show. It's more about just seeing it through. This is obligations. These are contracts mm-hmm. that have been signed, you know, for, for these shows to take place. They're fulfilling obligations the very best that they can. And, yeah, for anyone who wants to say they didn't have to stay at the party this long, you don't know you stayed at the party too long until the police show up and tell you that you're in the wrong house and it's <laughs> yeah. the next day. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, who, who would have chosen that ending? You don't get to pick your ending. You just make the best of that ending and do the best that you can. I don't think it's as deliberate as some of those other bands that they, they've criticized. Even if I don't like it personally, I'm not going to denigrate them and sit there. I'm not going to ruin watching a Kiss show tr- focusing on our lips moving. Did his Kent, did his lips move? Was he? <laughs> did he get back to the microphone? I think he did. He he was five inches away from the microphone. And he sounded no. There's no way. I I, I I'm I'm not gonna make fun of the people who do either and say get a life, because that maybe is their life. But again, go to the show and commune with fellow Kiss fans and remember why you're all there rather than nitpicking it all apart. Um. I don't have the energy for it anymore. All right, I got to go to work. So we're going to leave that one there um, and leave two two topics on the cutting room floor. And they were good. No, they weren't. They were crap. But there you go. All right, let, let's, uh, let's leave that there. So for now, from Lonnie, Mark, Ken, and myself, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.